Good afternoon. I'm Brett McGarry. He's Greg Mackling. Did you have fun at Boston Pizza yesterday afternoon? Greg? I always have fun at Boston Pizza, Brett McGarry. You're at the downtown one, right? We were, so I want to thank them for their hospitality yesterday. I want to thank our guests, our panelists who came out to share their opinions, their views, their initial reactions to the provincial budget yesterday afternoon. It was a a unique way. We have, of course, a whole slate of experts on taxes and all sorts of professors and, you know, pointy head types here at 680 (laughs) CJOB that have their opinion. But really what it boils down to is what do you think about the budget, your interpretation, your impression of how it's going to affect your life. So I want to give a shout out to Tristan, Danny, and Michael for uh, joining us at Boston Pizza yesterday. I want to give a shout out to you for your outstanding interpretation of the budget yourself and lending a certain flair to it that only Brett McGarry can. Well, and uh, it was fun putting them together because the initial plan was for the both of us to, to head out to Boston Pizza, but then Kim Lawson had an idea that she said, why don't you instead, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll highlight some things for you to focus on and you can present them in your own way. So they specifically requested for me to provide my own perspective on it. So I, I sort of felt like, okay, you know, like... The, the gloves are off. You managed to turn the Manitoba provincial budget into a movie trailer <laughs> is what you managed to do. Basically. So it was fun to put together. So Maybe we can play some of that a little bit later on this afternoon. The big issue at our table turned into the elimination of the Manitoba tuition fee tax rebate program. Uh, $46.5 million that would have otherwise been returned to graduates of programs of post-secondary education programs in our province will no longer be filtering back to those graduates. And it's one that's got me baffled, Brett, Uh, for as long as I can remember. Brain drain has been a conversation in our province. Never was it worse, in my opinion, than it was in the 1990s, early to mid-90s, where a majority of my friends moved away whether it was to Toronto, Calgary, or Vancouver. Those were kind of the three prominent spots, or to the United States. Mm -hmm. Lots of my friends that graduated from nursing or medical programs, their thought was just, where can I go next? And I always thought that a tuition rebate program that rewarded individuals that decided to stay in our province was a great idea. It wasn't going to stop everybody. It wasn't going to incentivize everybody to stay here, but it would be one more reason to contemplate staying at home, a return on our investment. We acknowledge that university education is an investment by the citizens of our province, and the best way to get a return on that investment is for people who are educated here to practice their vocations here to become members of our society as opposed to moving off to other parts of our country. So I was really surprised that the provincial government took the initiative that they did to eliminate this program and in turn to give young people another reason to think twice about staying here. We are at a disadvantage here. We can be as proud as we want as Manitobans, but our climate... Our economic climate, our have-not province status has people looking for greener pastures. And we're not the only community that deals with this. And it was one more reason for people to stick around, lay down roots. Let's face it, if you've got a job, you're in a relationship, and you own a home, your chances of leaving Winnipeg or leaving Manitoba are greatly reduced. It, 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 it earns and it keeps you here. The rebate 
was supposed to entice skilled workers to remain in our province, but the Premier, Brian Pallister, says there was no evidence the rebate accomplished this. We can't uh, continue to support programs that have no dem demonstrable positive effects, and there was no uh, data or support for that program's efficacy. I will tell you that when I filed my taxes uh, about 10 years ago after my my first year in at Red River College, I studied cre creative communications, I was shocked and stunned. I ha I didn't know about the the tax rebate. So when I filed my taxes and I got a re like I, I think my rebate was I don't know 2200 bucks. It's normally in the 6 to 900 range. I was sh I was happy. <laughs> but uh it like I I hadn't I was never planning to leave. So it wouldn't have affected me either way. I didn't know it existed either way. On the flip side for people who are going to leave who are looking elsewhere, I do you really think a rebate would would prevent somebody who is who is has their mind made up on leaving? Oh well, I'll get a tax rebate. Maybe I will stay here for an extra fifteen hundred. If bucks. you're intent on leaving, you're going to leave. Okay, but if you're on the fence about leaving, it may be enough to entice you to think about sticking around. And the longer you stick around, the greater chance of you laying roots here, growing roots here in terms of being in a relationship, having kids. I, when I was in my twenties. More of my friends were moving away than staying. Mm -hmm. We were all going somewhere. And now the only people I know that are leaving Winnipeg are moving to Oak Bank and to East St. Paul. <laughs> They're not moving to Vancouver. They're not moving to Calgary. That doesn't mean it's not happening. We know that our net migration numbers to British Columbia, to Alberta are still negative. We're still losing more people from those provinces than we are gaining. Yep. But I know more people that are moving home from those places than are leaving. Now, like I said, I'm not saying we've stopped it. And I'm not saying that this program is even responsible for that. But I don't understand why the premier would make a statement like that about saying we can't prove that it worked. Well, then why not prove that it doesn't work before you eliminate it? If there's any hint, any idea that it might be an incentive to keep our youngest and brightest people here, why wouldn't you want to be doubly or triply sure that it's not working as opposed to just throwing it away on the trash heap? I, it doesn't make any sense to me. 204-780-6868. What do you think about this? Do you agree with the Premier, Brian Pallister, who says there was no evidence they did look at the issue. He says there was no evidence the rebate was achieving its goal of enticing more graduates to stay and work in Manitoba. Or do you think that's a big load of hogwash? Poppycock! <laughs> 204-780-6868. It's the number to call. It is the number to text. We just got one text here. Now, the, the conversation, if you're just tuning in or tuned in after the news or what have you and missed our chat with... Jeff Courier, Jeff was suggesting to Greg, well, shouldn't we have better jobs? Is the two Jeff doesn't agree that the tuition rebate is a worth is a worthy endeavor. And one of our texts here says, students got to save potentially sixty percent on a tuition rebate. So Jeff is wrong about saying it's insignificant. This is from a listener at two oh four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight. I have another text message that says, My spouse and I have both graduated this year. Her with two degrees and is now an ER nurse. Between the two of us, we have about $40,000 in student debt. That rebate would have helped elevate, or I think eliminate is the word, 75% of that. We are now going to have to put home ownership plans on hold for another four to five years. And that text really is the next step that I'm talking about. And that's the idea that once you own a home in a community 
and your boss offers you a job somewhere else, or you have an opportunity out of province, it's much tougher to leave than if you are on a short-term lease or you're renting somewhere month to month and all of a sudden an opportunity comes up in Ottawa. I've got nothing holding me back. Yeah, I'll move to Ottawa. But if all of a sudden, well, that's going to cost me an extra six grand because I don't get this tuition rebate. Uh, I've got a girlfriend or I've got a boyfriend, a significant other. Yeah, you know what? We're, we're kind of happy here right now. We're, 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 we're just going to kind of stick around. Once again, I would want to prove that it doesn't work before I eliminated something like this, especially when we are one of the provinces in the country that is most affected by this idea of young people leaving our province. We look to the West quite often at what they're doing in Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan is very aggressively to the point where they put up billboards in Edmonton and Calgary to ask people to come back to Saskatchewan. They implemented a very similar program in 2015 in Saskatchewan. Okay, and just responding to this text message here, like, like I don't know, what was the maximum that you could get in, a, in the form of a tuition rebate? Okay, so it was 60%. If you got uh, $40,000 tuition, you could get up to $24,000 back. And that was a maximum benefit of $25,000 over as little as six years or as long as 20 years. So $24,000 back like it, over Total. the course of your... Over the course of, you could claim it back in as few as... Six years or as long as 20, depending on when he wanted to take those credits. Okay. So, if, because if the, 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 what I'm confused with, to, to the listener who sent in this text, uh, thank you for sharing that, by the way, but if you're already graduated, should you not have already been able to claim the rebate? I don't understand why these, these listeners would, would be ineligible for that. So maybe if you could send us an email, uh, either gmac at cjob.com or brett at cjob.com. I'm not disputing it. I'm just sort of trying to understand how you are, how that is not an option for you if you are both already graduates because the tax is being phased out by the year 2018. So, well, they're, 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 Backing it off to five hundred bucks and then it's gone after next year. And that no, I understand that, Greg. But they're already graduated. I understand. So if they've already filed their taxes, should they not have but already gotten the like rebate? It's over several years that you get this money back. It's not all in one lump sum. But 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 it, I I got my I did my taxes after my first year and I got a, a refund. So okay. so that's what I'm I'm wanting to know. How have they filed their taxes? Did they wait to do it all in one shot? At you, the end of it? With four, a $40,000 tuition, you can't get it all back at once. I'm not saying all back at once. I'm saying, why, why didn't they get it year over year? Why did they Because, like I said, I went to school mm-hmm. after my first year, filed my taxes, got a rebate okay. after year one. So, okay. so they're graduated. They've finished. So right. why have they not been getting refunds year over year? Well, I think they said they just, that they just graduated. I know, but I'm saying throughout the time they were in school. This is a completely different tax credit than no, 10 years not. ago. Okay. Well, All right. Your thoughts, 204. I'm, I'm clearly confused. 204 780 6868 is the number to call. It's the number to text. What do you think about the tuition tax rebate going the way of the Dodo Bird? 204 780 6868 is the number to call or text. You can email Brett at cjob.com or you can email. Greg, GMAC at CJOB.com. It's 117. Your forecast is up next. I feel like I owe you an apology, Brett. I feel like I set a trap for you on this one, and I didn't mean to do no, that it's in my any fault. way. This is, why I, this is why normally I just sit back and let you do all the talking. <laughs> That's not because true. I, because I don't, I don't... 
I pay, I file my taxes every year, and then and I and that's <laughs> that's basically all I pay attention to. I was I was confused on this. I spun myself around, and we're getting some texts to our giving me the same education Greg gave me off the air. I was confusing the tax credit with the tax rebate, the rebate that you get once you graduate. So I apologize for that. We're getting a lot of calls here at 204-780-68 to get your thoughts on the budget as in terms of what do you think about the elimination of the tuition rebate. Gatlin joins us at 204-780-6868. Hey, Gatlin, what do you have to say? Uh, I was just going to say, um, like, my wife, she graduated in 2013, and we haven't. she hasn't been able to find work in the field of study that she was in. And, uh, and then we got pregnant twice in a row. So <laughs> um, when we do our taxes, she doesn't make enough money to be able to be eligible for that tax credit. Like, the credits are there. They were explained to us very thoroughly this last year doing our taxes. And, like, I think it was, uh, there's like $12,000 owed to us, but we can't claim any of it because she was just under the, the threshold of what you need to make per year to be taxable. Right. And so now it sounds like we're going to lose it all together because there's no way we're going to be able to, to eat up those credits by next year. I mean, so it kind of sucks for us. But really, it's kind of like, you know, they presented this big thing for her when she signed up for university. And then now that, you know, A, she's having a hard time even finding work because right. they, I remember in her, in her conversation here, they, they canceled a lot, of, a lot of the jobs. But now it's kind of like, well... Now it's gone. So, well, for us, but I mean, Gatlin, it's a great call, and I'm uh, sorry, your wife. Congratulations on the babies. Sorry that your wife. Oh, it's, no, no, it's great because we we bought a house and everything. So, and and the, the funny thing is, though, is because she's not making, like, she's not doing her career work. Um, she reapplies. I can't remember what it's called, but there is a a program that the government has out there that we haven't started paying the loan back yet. Right. We're planning on maybe amalgamating it with my mortgage in the near future because I think that's really the only thing that's going to work. But we were, I guess some people might say that's stupid, but we feel like it was smart because we have a house now, right? So instead of paying off a loan, not being able to get a house, we got the house first. And I guess the bottom line is you've laid roots down here in Manitoba. Yeah, exactly. And they're still kind of like, yeah, no, you're not getting nothing. So, (laughs) Gatlin, thank you very much for that. We appreciate it. I'm going to turn my mic off there for a moment. Gatlin, thank you. I'm wondering maybe if there's if in, if they were intent on eliminating it, perhaps they could have like said, okay, we'll do this in like over five years or something, rather than just pull the trigger and say we're going to give you, I think, a maximum of is it 500 bucks next year, and then right. it's gonzo in 2018. Right. Byron, what do you have to say about this? Hey, thanks for taking my call. I like listening to you guys. I respect both of you. You have real good opinions on everything. But what I want to say is, so Pallister was dug in a hole, him and all of us in the province, beyond belief, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So he's got he's got a hundred cardboard boxes filled with junk like I have in my basement that I have to throw out a hundred of them. What happens when I went through that and I found sixty boxes to throw out and I decided to keep forty, but something called me back to those first sixty I was gonna throw out. And I pulled another five or ten out now. Now it ends up where I'm not throwing next to anything out. You understand that every one of us can be lopped into a special interest group of some sort, correct? Oh, without question, Byron. So if if every one of us squealed that, and I know there are benefit analysis and stuff. One of you guys, I forget which one, said it was a shock. You didn't realize you were getting it. Wow, it was nice. So, but there's the opposite end of that spectrum. Some of those kids would depend on it. Right. So I guess what I'm getting at is we're all going to suffer some pain 
some worse than others. Can you imagine if I only have five years left on this planet, if I'm 70, 75, and now I got to pay through the teeth to continue what the NDP did? Uh, or, or now, actually, if he goes super hard to cut back and I got to pay through the teeth for my five years left on this planet? These kids have the rest of their life like I did. I had no benefits. I born in the 50s, grew up through the 60s, 70s. I paid my way nonstop. We've developed so many social programs. It's beyond belief the money that we're throwing around. In some circumstances, the NDP throwing money around for votes. Do you know what Bill Clinton actually seen? They showed him, and he's a de- Democrat, who are like our liberals and NDP, throw money at programs. That's the way to fix it. Do you know what he said on his speech of winning the first president uh, four-year term for him? He said there is not a government program to fix every problem we have in our society. Byron, I agree with you wholeheartedly. You said a lot of great things there. The one thing that I I would have you ask or ask yourself or answer for me is just that whole idea of comparing the economy in the 60s, in the 70s to now, when you need a post-secondary education just to get in a decent job. Student debt was something that was foreign to uh, my dad and his generation to a great extent. It wasn't super expensive to go to university if you even had to go to university to get some very well-paying jobs. Things are different now, and Manitoba, I think, has to do something different to compete to keep our youngest, brightest people here, and I thought this was a great way to do it. Totally correct. I 100% agree, but I'll just revert back to just one short little statement that Every special interest group has and wants a need for this funding. How do we pick and choose which one? That's that's a dilemma. You got it, and I won't disagree. Byron, great call. Thank you. You call anytime, my friend. Awesome. Thank you. We have a couple more calls on the line. We'll have to, we do have to pause, but we want to get to Suzanne and Andre. We will continue our conversation after Global News at 1.30 on 680 CJOB. Coming up on 1.34 on this Wednesday afternoon, a short work week for many people. So uh, it's almost like a Thursday today, Brett, even though it is Wednesday. Because we need to both be confused about what day of the week it is. <laughs> that always helps us. We're talking about the uh, provincial tuition fee rebate that's been eliminated in yesterday's provincial budget. $46 million was rebated, refunded to those using the tax credit last year, using the rebate. You can't get the rebate without having a job. You can get up to 60% of your tuition back over the course of as few as six, as many as 20 years here in Manitoba. 60% of $40,000 equals $24,000. And uh, the numbers are, uh, you know, $46.5 million. When you say it's, you know, maybe not being used, I, I would say the number speaks for itself. I see it as an investment in our province. We're already investing tens of millions of dollars every year in post-secondary education. Many of those students may decide to leave Manitoba. If those that decide to stay uh, are looking for an incentive to do so, I think that this is an opportunity to create just one more reason to stay in our province. Suzanne, if you're still listening, feel free to give us a call back at 204-780-6868. Andre has been waiting patiently in the meantime, so let's say hello to Andre. What's your story, Andre? What do you think about this? Hey, guys. Thanks for bringing this up. I totally agree that uh, 
tuition rebate should never been removed. It is an incentive for students that you know have gone spent four or five years of their lives to go to school, graduate, and uh, as an incentive to stay in the province. I it worked. I, I don't know where the finance minister and Mr. Pollister have gotten their information from, but it's just totally. It just doesn't seem right. The, now, the, keeping keeping that in mind, yeah, uh, Pallister, he has one heck of a a job ahead of him because we got twenty years of, and I'm not going to say it's NDP; it's a previous government, so we're in a hole. The deficit is very high, but I I'm just confounded to not understand why the heck they didn't do other things. Uh, and I'm going to name two of them, just two. There's many things they could have done, but there's two that really stand right out. Right now in Manitoba. Any corporation that makes less than $500,000 net income, they're not talking gross, they can be billions, but the net income, there is no provincial corporate tax charge. It's zero, zilcho, nada. So who's, who's funding this? We, the taxpayers, are. And that's something that Palestine and the finance minister should have addressed. We're the only province in Canada that charges zero corporate tax. What's the incentive for businesses to come here, stay here? Bull. The, the, the business that did come there on that incentive very soon found out that when they start pulling money out of the company to start paying their own taxes, they found out that Manitoba has the highest provincial taxes, and they left. So that incentive makes no sense. The second point, and a very important one, a lot of Manitobans have no idea this is going on either. And there's our hydro. Hydro rates, we're at right now, we're at eight, eight cents a kilowatt hour. And from what is going on for the Public Utilities Board, we're going to be seeing increases every three months, every six months. What many people don't know is that Manitoba Hydro also sells power to our adjoining provinces and to the states, Minnesota, as far back as Montana, and down further down the states. And they're paying three and a half cents a kilowatt hour. We Manitobans are paying eight cents a kilowatt hour. This should have been addressed. The province is broke. We all understand that. A lot of us voted for Pallister to make a change. Well, I'm sorry. I don't not seeing this change. Very simply, he could have brought in more money to, to to the province, could have paid off this deficit, left a tuition rebate alone, a, a few other things left alone. You know, I, I fails to understand. I fail to understand why Mr. Pallister is not addressing this. What what's the incentive of not bringing? corporate taxes back into Manitoba. Why should we, the taxpayer, be subsidizing all these companies? Corporate welfare is nothing else. And again, the the hydro rates. And I think well, there was a discussion. Somebody came up one day and said, well, you know, we've got contracts. I'm sorry. Contracts were written to be broken and to be revised if, if the need be. Well, there is a need. We need to stop funding and, and uh, paying uh, the, the, these... Uh, the lower rates are being sold. I'm just going to start repeating myself. Well, Andre, we'll put you on pause there. And because you were making some great points and no reason to reiterate them, very well done. And uh, don't agree with all that you said, but you said what you had to say uh, very well. Uh, John texted us. He was the first text message on this, actually. And he said, it's not just about keeping people but also drawing people here as well because you didn't have to graduate from a post-secondary institution in Manitoba as long as you were working here in Manitoba and had graduated from a recognized post-secondary educational institution anywhere in North America, I believe, you could start claiming that tax rebate. So it was one more incentive for people not only to stay but to come here from other places. 
I'm just uh, going through the text message here, and I <laughs> I see that there's there's a text message that came in at 12:50 uh, from someone who's been labeled Courier's number one fan in our contact list. So. <laughs> Thought I would point that out. I thought that was funny. Um, where? How should we do the texts here, Greg? Are I can you, start at the top. Okay, so I'll you do that, and I'll I'll go down to the bottom here and see where uh, that last text was that came in. Sounds good. Uh, Michaela says, "Show us that uh, hydro proof." Uh, Michaela saying that that last listener, Andre, is wrong. Well, I know hydro does sell to Wisconsin and Minnesota at a very low rate. It would be a wholesale rate. We pay a retail rate as consumers. And so somewhere along the line, they have done some determinations. I don't know if that calculator was very good. If they're using the same calculator to calculate what they should be selling the wholesale electricity to Minnesota and Wisconsin at, as they're calculating how much it costs to build a hydroelectric dam, they should throw that calculator out and start from scratch. Okay. Because it's not working on either side. Uh, this caller says, Greg's completely wrong. There is no evidence the rebate caused anybody to stay here. Doesn't make a difference at all. Well, there's at least two people who texted in and said that <laughs> it was an incentive for them to stay here in Manitoba. And for the Palster government to suggest that there was no proof that it worked, when you have something like this, wouldn't you want proof that it doesn't work? When you're talking about this amount of money in a $800 million deficit situation to yank that, that's the biggest single line item of savings just about that you could pull out of the budget from yesterday was this $46 million. So I, I, I disagree wholeheartedly on that. One text here says, Pallister is the big man on Mulberry Street, as Billy Joel used to sing. The new premier will cut anything to suit his agenda. And he will go to Costa Rica and escape the Manitoba winters and us each winter too. 204-780-68 is the number to text and it is the number to call. Would love to hear your voice. What are your thoughts on the yesterday's budget cutting the tuition rebate? 204-780-6868. Cam says that is great because I'm tired of students dipping into the taxpayer pocket for money they haven't earned. Well, Cam, once again, uh, in, in my view, for well, from where I'm sitting, we invest in students, not necessarily graduates in this province. We subsidize everyone's post-secondary education through grants to universities and colleges. And so when you graduate, you're totally free to go wherever you want and earn a living. And I agree with that a million percent. But in order to get some of the, the some retention in our province, this tax credit, this tax credit was created in mind to keep our best and brightest here. Of course, it's not going to encourage everyone to stay. Not everyone needs it. But to suggest that it didn't have an effect on people making a decision to stay here, I just can't imagine that being the case. And so this is an investment more than it is a social program. This is not a handout. You can't get the rebate unless you're earning enough money to get the tax rebate in the first place. One text here says, loyal listener, great show, but Greg is way off base. You can make a good argument for any of these cuts to keep. Another text says, that rebate helped my wife and I buy our first home and has a significant impact on us being able to have our first child. This year, it's roughly half of our return. Is this, this isn't the, the person that we spoke to on the phone, is it? I don't think so. a different story? Okay. This year, it's roughly half of our return. As a card-carrying member of the PC party, I'm upset. However, at least... 
Our government is getting things done. The recent federal budget was very lackluster. At least the provincial budget does something. Each year, by the way, my wife and I got back around 2500 bucks. 204-780-6868. What do you think about the tuition rebate going away? Call 204-780-6868. You can text. Do you agree with what we are saying? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you agree with what our texters or listeners are saying? Because we're getting a lot from both sides of the coin. What do you see there, Greg? <laughs> Just an answer to uh, the texter that suggested that nobody was benefiting from that. $46 million for two people. Sorry, Greg, it's not worth it. I, I appreciate the, the back and forth on this. I uh, just got a text. The tuition rebate, rebate was greatly beneficial for me. It allowed me to save quicker to invest in my province through real estate. Feel bad for those who will miss out. It is 144, the number to call and text once again, 204-780-6868. You can also email us, brett at cjob.com, gmac at cjob.com. Your forecast is coming up next. I'm Brett McGarry. He is Greg Mackling, and we are talking about the provincial budget and how the province is going to phase out the tuition rebate by the year 20. 18, the tuition rebate on income tax for post-secondary graduates, which is worth up to $2,500 a year. Next year, there'll be a maximum uh, credit of $500, and then 2018, it's toast. Tannis is at 204-780-6868. Thank you for your call, Tannis. What do you think about this? Well, understandably, it would help parents, okay, and the students doing the university. But, I mean, in my generation, it wasn't there. And I have a son that's going to be going to college within the next two years. It's not going to be there for him. Well, Tannis, uh, I just want to ask you a real quick question before we go on. How many of your friends that you graduated high school or university with um, moved away to other places? Mm, I think I know of one that did. Okay, well, then you're a lot better off than I am. So uh, I pardon the interjection. Oh, no worries. But... The thing is that we have to make cuts somewhere, okay? That, that little bit, bit we were getting back wasn't going to save us a lot, but we could still um, claim a lot of this on income tax. Now, it's still going to give us only a portion of it back, but it's something. And we have to get rid of this deficit. And I personally think that the budget he's laid down is going to work over time. We have to make cuts somewhere. At least he's not raising taxes. He's trying to do the best with what he's got. For goodness sakes, would we like Selinger back in? I don't think so. Should we go in another few million dollars in debt if he was here? You bet we would. So, I mean, we've got to make cuts. And, and this was something that has only been in effect for how many years? We're trying to determine exactly when it came in, starting in 2007. If you graduated in an institution, you became eligible for that. Yeah, recognized institution by CRA. So So a decade roughly. Look, I'm not going to be able to claim it either for my son. I feel bad for those parents that were looking forward to this and all this, and that it's going to be facing out. Well, we got to live with it. Okay. All right. Thank you, Tannis. Appreciate that very much. Text to 204-780-6868. Oh, by the way, and if you want to follow Tannis's call, feel free to call us at 204-780-6868. One text that we got 
Boo-hoo! They discontinued the rebate. Our costs for university are lower than many provinces, and it is still less expensive to live here. Text us at 204-780-6868. Carla says there is less incentive to stay, especially in the healthcare field, when the regional health authorities are bringing in internationally trained professionals. Interesting perspective. And I see we're getting a lot of texts in the hydro business that was brought up. Was it Andre? Andre. And there were a couple of things that I wanted to clarify from Andre. And thank you to our listeners. Andre suggested at Manitoba, the threshold for paying corporate uh, tax on your net income was $500,000. It's $450,000. It's $500,000 uh, federally, according to our caller or our texter here at 780-6868. Kyle says, Greg, Manitoba Hydro was using an orange calculator for too long, and orange calculators never work properly. <laughs> <laughs> I referenced uh, the fact that uh, whoever was calculating the the wholesale price on electricity was using the same calculators they were using to calculate the cost of building these hydroelectric dams that seemed to go up by 100, 200, 300% uh, depending on when they were first announced and when they eventually get built. So that's where built and that's where uh, that comment came from. Les says tax rebate eliminated ergo tax hike. Compliments of your friendly provincial neighborhood pallister. Provincial wood pallister. Sorry, I added a word there. The provincial word. It's a play on words. Instead of neighborhood, it's provincial wood. Oh, very good. Now, you just read, Jared's, about the low cost of living and lack of amenities in Winnipeg or what make people stay. Did you read that one? Okay, that one's brand new. And uh, it was interesting because with our panel yesterday, uh, that used to be the low cost of living used to be a real attractive here in Winnipeg. And no, we don't have a million dollar average price for a home, but if you want to be a first-time home buyer in this province right now, it is a little bit different than it was a decade ago. So that has changed for a lot of people. And if they really wanted to make life life easier for a lot of people in terms of real estate, that land transfer tax. Oh, that uh, could go. Yeah, that should mm-hmm. should go away. Uh, Great fast point and by you, Brett McGarry. Nor, yeah, I remember when I when I bought my first house and it was like the tax was like forty seven hundred dollars or something. Uh, just just to sign. To sign this paper and, yeah, so frustrating. Every homeowner has gone through it. Nora is at 204-780-6868. Hey, Nora, what do you think about it? Well, I think that a lot of the cuts are always, like, it's always the, 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 the it's always done on the backs of the working people, the working man, the working woman. You know, like, we're the ones that have to put in, put up and, and, and give in. And, and what about corporate? How, how come the fat isn't being trimmed up there? They're making six-figure salaries. You know, how come they get their raises? How come Salinger and his cabinet got their raises? And, and then they're cutting everything else. I, I just don't think it's there. I don't like it. Nora, thank you for that at 204-780-6868. And that's often the, the discussion in terms of public sector salaries. And I often will uh, will get into arguments that I think that public sector salaries maybe shouldn't be necessarily so high. I often will point to the city of Winnipeg's labor sheet as they publish their annual document where they show all their, their workers who make $50,000 or yes. more. Yes, And the, the count, so I think, well... And I'll I don't I shouldn't single out, but I often end up appointing to a librarian, for example. And I have the, not saying it's not a skilled job, but when you look at the document and you see that some of them are making six figures, 
And I think, is that really necessary? I know that's a completely different topic. It's just an example that I'm providing. The counter argument to public sector and to politicians in particular is that they need to be paid well because you want to attract good people to the jobs. Whether or not they end up getting good people, that's also a different discussion. But, but that's so. I, I think I, I'm since sort of backed off of what was once a previously aggressive stance on that, and I'm kind of on the fence. So, uh, so I can listen to people like Nora who have more heated opinions on it. Two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight is the number to call, and feel free to email us Brett at cjob.com, gmac at cjob.com. Are there any more texts jumping out at you here, Oh, there are uh, a bunch of texts jumping out. Uh, Rick says university uh, seem to be turning students away every year, rebate or not. Some, So some people budget, others look for the handout. And uh, I guess, once again, uh, this is there's no one policy that's a panacea for a province. Just like spirited energy was never going to graduate (laughs) uh, any people that were wondering about whether they should go to Winnipeg for a visit into the class of people that are going, I'm going there for sure. That was not going to happen. But there are certain things uh, that provinces are doing. Manitoba was the first. Saskatchewan does it. Almost all the other provinces have a similar program in place to encourage their young people to stay home, to reinvest, to buy property, to live here, to grow up here, to have children here. And these are your best and brightest. If you're not working and you're not graduated, you don't qualify qualify for this tuition fee rebate. All the other tax fees and rebates that we were talking about earlier... That's just for being in school. This is an investment in graduates, in people who have spent time here, who we have invested in as members of the post-secondary education system. We already have dumped tens of thousands of dollars into these individuals. I think it was a good investment for people to reconsider staying here in our province. There are lots of great reasons to stay here. That just might have been one more to turn the tide for certain people. 157 Global News at 2 o'clock is up next. It's 2.05 Wednesday afternoon, heading towards the Good Friday holiday and Easter Sunday. Easter Monday is something some people still get. We'll be here on Monday. Yeah, we'll be here on the on-air side, (laughs) but everybody on the administrative side gets the day off. I was wondering if you were going to bring that up. Yeah, you're darn right I'm bringing it up. Inequality. Once again, that bridge divides us here at 680 CJOB. We're, we're kind of literally in two separate buildings. We've got administration and sales and all those wonderful people on the dark side, on the other side of the glass bridge that also incorporates our, our large corporate boardroom. And then it's all the on air, the three uh, chorus radio stations here on the other side. And, and that bridge does divide us at times. No more so than on Thanksgiving Day. And on Easter Monday. Were we were we here Thanksgiving? Oh, yes, yes, we, we, that's we right. were. We were thou, yes, that was a... Yeah. Our new boss with the hot sauce, Brent Williamson, made sure that we had a turkey dinner around uh, 11 o'clock in the, in, the, in the morning, straight through into the afternoon. I think that turkey 
stuffing, gravy, potatoes were here for about six days after you ordered so much great food for us. So, That's right. The food, so. the food was good. Uh, and just, uh, just as soon take the day off, though. But the food was good. So thanks for that. Anyway, I want to thank you once again for all your input on the uh, provincial tuition fee uh, rebate question, the elimination of such by the government yesterday in the budget. You had some great points, and uh, we had some great discussion back and forth. Clearly, we don't all agree on it, and uh, that's why we have these discussions, because if we all agree to be super flipping boring on this program that time to time, so it's great to get some dissension and to uh, get the conversation going. Uh, Why don't we bring things down a little bit? Okay. Why don't we talk about something that maybe we all thought we've been doing properly our entire life, just like... You have likely been peeling a banana the wrong way since you were knee-high to a grasshopper. You may have been tying your shoes wrong, too. Are you telling me there's a study (laughs) been done on this? Scientists at UC Berkeley have published a study on a common problem. Why do shoelaces become untied? Alex Stone explains. We've all been there. You're out for a run. Run! And you feel that untied shoelace whipping around, hitting you in the leg. How does that happen? Your walking stride, the shoelace material. Oh, and that's not it, say researchers at UC Berkeley, who just spent two years working on why shoelaces come untied. We have friction, we have the size, we have the shape. It's the material of the lace. The outcome, they found the force of inertia whipping laces forward when you walk or run, and the stomping of the foot all loosen the knot. They hope to use the findings in understanding other complex knots like DNA. Alex Stone, EBC News. All right. First of all, my immediate reaction to this, without even listening to the report, I just saw the headline come across our wire, and I thought, somebody paid these scientists to do to find out why shoelaces become untied, because apparently this is a, this is a big problem affecting a lot of people. Uh, and then well, before we get to Jeff Curry's reaction, <laughs> this was my... This was my immediate reaction. Personally, I like the university. They gave us money and facilities. We didn't have to produce anything. You've never been out of college. You don't know what it's like out there. I've worked in the private sector. They expect results. Ray talking to Peter Venkman in <laughs> Ghostbusters. <laughs> now, uh, <laughs> Jeff's reaction uh, kind of uh, blew me away. Yeah, he got fired up. I was I was really surprised by that. So why don't I play something that I had played for my kids about two years ago about tying the shoes the wrong way. And in the meantime, while we're playing that, we'll try and see if we can't find the audio from Jeff's reaction to this whole idea of shoes coming on tied. So this was a TEDx talk back in 2005. It's a three-minute presentation. Typical TEDx presentations run 16, 17 minutes. He didn't even need the full time to explain, never mind a university study, anything like this. And I had this answer for everyone, as did this man, Terry Moore, 12 years ago. Take a listen. I'm used to thinking of the TED audience as a wonderful collection of some of the most effective, intelligent, intellectual, um, savvy, worldly, and innovative people in the world, and I think that's true. However, I also have reason to believe that many, if not most of you, are actually tying your shoes incorrectly. (laughs) Now, now, I I, I know that seems ludicrous. I know that seems ludicrous, and believe me, I I lived the same sad life until about three years ago. Uh, And what happened to me 
was I bought what, what was for me a very expensive pair of shoes, but those shoes came with round nylon laces, and I couldn't keep them tied. So I went back to the store and said to the owner, I love the shoes, but I hate the laces. He took a look and said, oh, you're tying them wrong. Now, up until that moment, I would have thought that by age 50, one of the life skills that I had really nailed was tying my shoes. But not so. Let me demonstrate. This is the way that most of us were taught to tie our shoes. Now, as it turns out, thank you. Uh, uh, oh, wait, 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 there's more. As it turns out, there's a strong form and a weak form of this knot. And we were taught to tie the weak form. And here's how to tell. If you pull the strands at the base of the knot, you can see that the bow will orient itself down the long axis of the shoe. Okay, so we're going to pause it there just for a second. Now, uh, Brett, I don't know, are, you're wearing loafers today, right? Are you got your sketchers on today? Yeah, I got my sketchers Okay, on. so so most of us, we should be doing this Facebook Live. Okay. Greg's got his foot up on the uh <laughs> That's only on the so table. I can reach the mic, uh, microphone while I'm doing this. So you make that one little bunny ear, right? Yeah. And then you go around... And if you're looking at it from the top, you're doing it in a clockwise situation to around, what, about 4 o'clock, and then you put it put it through the little hole there, okay? Yeah. That's the way most of us do it. Yeah. Okay. So Mr. Moore is going to describe to you the right way to do it, and if I have to retell you, I'll tell you. That's the weak form of the knot, but not to worry. <laughs> if we start over and simply go the other direction around the bow... We get this, the strong form of the knot, and if you pull the cords under the knot, you will see that the bow orients itself along the transverse axis of the shoe. This is a stronger knot. It will come untied less often. Now, I don't know about transverse access or any of that garbage, <laughs> but I can tell you this, that if I redo this, okay, he's and I do the, the, shoe. the bunny ear, and as opposed to going clockwise around, I'm going to go counterclockwise, to around back to six. So you can see you're already going around that bunny ear even more, right? There's more yeah. there's more lace there. Okay. So the contention is that this is the stronger form of the same knot simply by going the opposite way around the bunny ear. And it is much stronger. I I brought I ha I have my runners here. You know what? You're gonna go get them? I'll play the I'll play the rest of F nine? F9, yeah. It will let you down less, and not only that, it looks better. <laughs> We're going to do this one more time. Start as usual. Go the other way around the loop. This is a little hard for children, but I think you could handle it. Pull the nut. There it is, the strong form of the shoe nut. Now... <clears throat> In keeping with today's theme, I'd like to point out, and something you already know, that sometimes a small advantage someplace in life can yield tremendous results someplace else. <laughs> Live long and prosper. There's a Star Trek reference in there. People are happy. And I, I don't know what they need to do a study on, Brett, is calculate how much time we spend wasting tying shoes that we've already tied once because we've <laughs> tied them improperly with the weak form of the knot. So I'm going to watch you do this. Okay. Those are lovely shoes, by the way. I love the, I love the, love the color. Are you left-handed? No. Oh, okay. 
Okay. What, yeah, the, I don't know. Just because I guess because I'm not used to watching someone okay. tie their shoe. So instead of going like that, instead of going as you said to. Well, which way would you normally do it? Well, normally I would go. Or, oh, you would go that. Maybe you're already using the stronger form of the knot. Yeah, I think uh, it's hard. I'm, I think you're brilliant. I think you don't need any. Uh, Tutorial. I'm gonna try. That would be that would be the way most people would do it. The way you just did it. I don't really see a difference. Well, I like. There is a difference. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, the end result is, that I, I see, but it's hard to. Do, it, it's funny because when I was watching you do it, it looked different. I, I had more insight into the uh, the why the, the machinations of the the the, the tying of the shoelace. Well, because but I, I look think at because it. I think you're already doing it the proper way. If you want this video, by the way, I'll send it to you or Brett will Brett at cgob.com, <laughs> gmac at cgob.com. But when I did it the back around the other way, you could actually see that there was actually seemed to be more lace coming around that bunny ear and back around, and it seemed as though that that would be the uh, transverse axis kind of quotient thing that Mr. Mr. Terry Moore was talking about there. See, you are smarter than me. You've already been tying your laces the right way. And you are, by the way, getting back to the banana peel reference, (laughs) you are one of the very few people that I've known in my lifetime that peel the banana the proper way. And that's like a monkey would do it. Yep. Not from the stem and mushing the base of the banana. No, you hold the stem and then you pinch it. And then that should separate the the peel just enough that you can then fold back typically the four separate sections and enjoy your delicious banana. Yeah, it's a, it's like a handle. Exactly. Yeah. That's the way the monkeys do it. <laughs> okay, so is there a question that we should be posing nope, here? Absolutely about not. This? Okay, we're just going to No, do th- how about how about this? Do you have any other tricks? Some things that maybe you've learned over your life where the conventional way turned out to be the wrong way. We're giving you two Ooh. examples. Tying your shoes and you can buy into this or not and uh, no pun re- uh, intended there or bananas have you been peeling them wrong your entire life or maybe you want to make a case that the way you do it with Breaking the stem is the right way. So we're going to get to that in a moment, and feel free to text us, 204-780-6868. But before we do any of that, we have to do this. Brett, we owe our listeners an apology. We invited them to call us with their comments, their life hacks, so to speak, and... uh, well, our lines were busy because we had to do that Predator Ridge <laughs> qualification. Uh, we had tons of calls for that, but only one person was the ninth caller through. Who was it, Brett? Dennis Myers has qualified for the Okanagan bucket list flyaway to Predator Ridge. So, Dennis, way to go for qualifying. And your next chance to qualify is at 5.15 this afternoon on the news with Richard Cloutche and Julie Buckingham. So in the meantime, <laughs> we'll open the lines now for an opportunity to... Tell us how to do something better. Now, if you're calling, do not call for the Predator Ridge stuff. That's over with. you got to wait until 5.15 for your next shot. But if you have an idea on how to do something better, like we were talking about shoelaces, uh, feel free to call us or text us. we got a great text from Gary, Greg. Hi again. It's Gary. From politics to shoelaces, arg, mid-50s as such, and uh, nope, not working at all here. You guys incite so much in a good and fun way, but now I'm stressing over shoelaces. <laughs> Old dog, new tricks, not happening over here. LOL. Thanks, Gary. Appreciate that. And <laughs> we're and, and during the commercial break, Greg was, because we had, Greg thought that I had, was doing it the right way, tying my shoes the right way, but once he was looking at it, 
from a different perspective, he realized that I just tie it sort of in, not necessarily the right way, but I, I use my right hand, you use That's your right. left hand. Yeah, so you were using the weak form of the knot. If you want that video, gmac at cjob.com, brett at cjob.com, and if you don't care and you never want to talk about this ever again, guess what? Uh, about three minutes from now, we will be finished with the topic as well. Uh, banana, damn banana, who cares how you peel it? That's true. That's the way <laughs> I feel most of the time. <laughs> About a banana, I just want to eat the banana, but no, there, there's an art to it. It has to be done a, a certain way, otherwise you are indeed doing it incorrectly. Here's, let me, here's an example of uh, how to do something better. And it's not necessarily, it's not revolutionary or anything, but I remember I was, had friends over, and one of my, one of my buddies emptied the ice tray, used the last of the ice. Okay. okay? So he's holding the ice tray under the water, and he's filling each slot individually. <laughs> so I told him, like, no, just hold it at the end of the tray, tip it so the water flows down, and eventually just level it off. And it takes no time at all, because I used to do that too, one cube at a time. And I thought, there's got to be a better way to do this, and I just sort of discovered it by accident. Well, the, the, yeah, they're designed to be done a better way. But you're yeah. right, I have seen people do it. I, I don't tell them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Far too entertaining the other way. It's like, oh, yeah. Okay. That's how you think that works. I can be kind of mean sometimes. Here's another one. If you, pomegranates, have you ever, okay, you, I think I actually introduced you to pomegranates. You did. If you have ever bought a pomegranate and you can, they come with uh, like an instruction manual sometimes because it's a rather or arduous process. So they say you got to cut it and let it soak in water, and then you, you pull all the seeds out underwater. Oh. Huge mess. Don't do that. Just gently cut the, not cut it in half, but sort of slice it around the, the middle and then pull it apart because you don't want to slice through it. So right. pull it apart, and then you hold it face down in your hand over top of a bowl mm -hmm. and just get a wooden spoon and slap the shell so that the seeds will just fall out. It still takes a couple of minutes, but it, rather, it's an being a, way. rather it being a 20-minute process, it's a two-minute process. Might make a mess, though, because one time the, the shell actually cracked and I got pomegranate juice all over my kitchen ceiling wall. Mm, I'm floor. sure your landlord was very impressed by that. Well, I, I cleaned it up, but it, it, at, the mo at that moment, <laughs> it looked like I had just ha hit somebody in the head with a hammer. Fair enough. Not very pleasant. But the, the, the pomegranate was delicious. If you have any do-it-better suggestions. Oh. No, Jack is just saying, I'm, I'm a bunny ears lacer. Where you do the two bunny ears and then you tie it? I don't have enough coordination for that. Oh, wow. You're, do you know anybody that did that? No. I think that's the way they taught it. Jack, way back in the 50s, that's the way they taught the kids how to do it. They probably hold better. I don't know. We'll find out. 204-780-6868. Mackling and McGarry, the news is up next. Greg and Brett with you on this Wednesday afternoon. I really am not the person that should be reminding you of what day of the week it is because about 80% of the time I'm not sure myself, but I know it's Wednesday. I know it's Wednesday today. He's Brett. I'm Greg. Hope you're having a, a wonderful day no matter where you're tuning in. Uh, shout out to, to Michael. He's a loyal listener. We know he listens online. He says, I initially asked my daughter not to get into broadcasting, but I see now I was wrong. You guys are having fun. Appreciate that, Michael. Thank, Thank you, you Michael. for listening and your feedback. We appreciate all feedback at 780-6868, whether we're agreeing with one another or not. 
We love the dialogue and we love the back and forth, including one from Rob. Rob has a shout out to you, Brett, about your ban- uh, banana peeling prowess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, just for some, some context, in case uh, there's some, a right way and a wrong way to peel a banana, in the end, who cares? As one texture said, it's just a banana. But I learned this uh, from someone who showed me the way that you're supposed to open it from the bottom. We're all sort of naturally inclined to sort of rip it from the t- from the stem, but you're supposed to kind of peel it open from the bottom then and use the stem as a handle. That's how the monkeys do it. So Rob says... I wake up in the middle of the night, every night, and eat a banana. And since Brett <laughs> talked about how to pinch and peel the other end, I haven't dropped one since. Thanks, Rob. So thank you, Rob. Appreciate the feedback. Sorry to hear that you were dropping bananas, but I guess if you're waking up in the middle of the night... And, mm, can be an issue, yeah. no question. So yesterday was National Pet Day. The day before was National Sibling Day. This is a way better day today as good as I, as much as i love my brothers and sister mm-hmm. and as much as i love my pet my dog abby yeah i love grilled cheese sandwiches much more it's national grilled cheese day <laughs> there's a day for everything and grilled cheese sandwiches who doesn't like a grilled cheese sandwich i say that anybody who doesn't like a grilled cheese sandwich is someone you should be suspicious of i agree with jeff courier on that we want to know at 204-780-6868 if you have any grilled cheese tricks. The reason why is we started talking in the newsroom, and I just made the suggestion that I'll I'll put lettuce and tomato and stuff. I'll make like a full-on sandwich out of mine, and I don't do it during the cooking process. Well, that concerned me. The whole mm-hmm. idea, A, that you might consider ponder or execute the putting of the lettuce leaves in between the cheese when you're doing the grilled cheese. Yeah, no. And then... The blasphemous act of separating the now-cooked grilled cheese and bacon sandwich or grilled cheese and turkey, whatever it might be, and then you you separate it, you open up and put the lettuce inside? Yeah, I put a lettuce and tomato and add some mayonnaise and some mustard. My God. So that it's a full, so you're not just eating a sandwich, you're eating a grilled cheese sandwich that happens. So it makes it extra delicious. I'm going to be trying this. And there's also the trick, and I learned this from the the commercial you see on TV from Hellman's, Mm -hmm. the mayonnaise trick, where instead of using butter or margarine on the bread, you use mayonnaise to cook it. And it's supposed to make it a nice golden brown and extra crispy or something. Now, you say this works, but there is a pitfall that you should be aware of. Yeah, I found it a little bit splattery. And I don't know if it's just, be. If, I can't remember, it's been a while since I've done it, but I can't remember if it's on both sides or if it's just on the second side where the pan is now completely heated up, you flip it over. I think I found it, I think it's at that point where it gets more splattery than what I'm used to. So just watch out if you're trying the mayo trick, but it, it is, it's good, it's visually pleasing as well. It's a different color, golden brown than you used to. I'm going to try that because I did see that video and that advertisement from Hellman. So I'm going to try that. I do two different things. I'm a grilled cheese connoisseur on a couple different levels. I like the idea of when I cook a grilled cheese sandwich and then I cut the grilled cheese sandwich up into cubes, almost like croutons. Okay. And then I put it in my tomato soup. Really? Mm -hmm. Does it, 
Is it immediately soggy? Not immediately. No, okay. I don't. My tomato soup typically typically doesn't last long enough for the <laughs> grilled cheese bits to to get soggy. <laughs> and then the other one came courtesy of our friends at the Pony Corral. I was out before a Jets game a few weeks ago, and fancied a grilled cheese sandwich with bacon. And the delightful server that night suggested I put a hamburger patty in the grilled cheese sandwich. Well, that was outstanding. Somebody said, well, we call that a patty melt. I'm like, yeah, I don't call that a patty melt. I'm calling that <laughs> a grilled cheese sandwich with a hamburger in it. That's Yeah, that's fair. I have seen on YouTube, there's a channel called uh, Dame Drops. You ever heard of Dame Drops? Yeah, I think so. He's the guy. He, he's this uh, big, friendly guy who... Orders fast food and then pulls into oh, the parking oh, lot. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he, sit, he comes on and he says, what do you say? YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, it's a man Dame drops back again with another food, or no, soup official food review. Can you dig, baby? I know you can. Hey, listen, man. He talks so quickly. It's and he's been on Rachel crazy. Ray. I think one time he he uh, went to Sonic or something and he had a cheeseburger, no, a, a grilled cheese sandwich as, as one layer, cheeseburger as a second layer. And then the grilled cheese sandwich as a third layer. <laughs> so like two grilled cheese sandwiches essentially form the top and the bottom bun, and then you put the cheeseburger kind of in between? Yeah. That's was, like, what was that Kentucky Fried Chicken thing? With the, the, double, the, the double down. Double down where the, the chicken forms the bun yeah. on the outside at the top and the bottom. Oh, boy, oh boy. Now, some of you are going to be listening and going, oh, you guys, uh, you had that, that, that sandwich conversation. It was like six, seven months ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. It One was, of our most fun episodes, in fact. Mary is uh, hanging on here. Hey, Mary, what do you have to say about grilled cheese sandwiches? Hey, you know what the best is? You get two pieces of bread, put margarine on them, two pieces of cheese, fry up, a, uh, oh, maybe about four mushrooms separately, put them on the grilled cheese, and then toast them on the grill. Delicious. I do, uh, Mary, I thank you for that. I do like mushrooms. Another thing that I do, I like to, uh, after I, I make the grilled cheese sandwich, I'll, I'll quickly fry up an egg. And then I'll put that in the grilled cheese sandwich, but I'll make sure that it's still kind of a leaky egg. It's a disgusting mess. It gets all, you know, it, it you can't help but get it everywhere, but it tastes super good. You so. need to kind of wrap a napkin around it or just bend over, <laughs> lean over your plate and just have whatever happen, happen. What is this one about? Grilled cheese. I saute some onions and sprinkle some garlic powder. Mayo on the bread. Mmm, Greg, boy. Oh, this is getting me hungry. Jason says make a grilled cheese, but use peanut butter instead. So, nom, nom, nom. so is, is that assuming that instead of cheese in the sandwich, you're putting peanut butter in the sandwich? Oh, so you're cooking that? I was assuming that the peanut butter was in place of the butter or the margarine or the mayonnaise that you use on the outside. That's what I'm curious for about. For the grilling. Jason, I've, qualify for us, please. I think either way, the, the peanut butter on the outside would certainly be interesting, but I've never thought of preparing a toasted peanut butter sandwich as a grilled peanut butter sandwich. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I'm mm -hmm. very curious about that. Oh, <laughs> someone has just asked, when's National Banana Day? <laughs> we'll have to find out what National Banana Day is. We will celebrate the banana to the extreme on this program. National Banana Day is Friday. Oh, Banana Bread Day is February 23rd. Oh, it looks like Banana Day is April 19th. <laughs> okay, That's good, next week. No, okay, we'll celebrate that then. How All about right. that? We need to pause because we, uh, we want to switch gears and talk about school buses and people blowing past school buses. And we will do that after your forecast, which is up. Or hang on. 
Oh, no, I'm just uh, lamenting the fact that, of course, now the people are, are calling in to talk about the sandwiches, the grilled cheese sandwiches. Well, what, what do you want to do? Whatever you Tony want. Tony and Doug are on the line. Yeah. Let's go with, okay. I'm making an executive decision. We're going to continue this discussion. Doug. Hey, Doug. Welcome to 204-780-6868. What do you have to say about grilled cheese well, sandwiches? I love grilled cheese, but guys, i got to tell you, I invented the best sandwich in the world, and I named it after myself. <laughs> okay. All right, Doug. Go. Okay, so um, you take Texas sliced bread, raisin bread. Texas sliced you- raisin bread. Uh, yeah, Texas slice, that's a thick slice, but yeah. raisin bread. Didn't even know that. Okay. I'm going to go on to the theme of uh, French toast, but you're going to make your your mix for the French toast with chocolate milk, not just regular milk. Okay, okay. so that's got, <laughs> that got this batted up going. Okay. You fry it, you're going to go put it in, and when you got one side frying, then you um, put, um, on one side you put peanut butter, and then on the other side, mashed banana. And then when you uh, like, and then when you put them together, you got this uh, mashed banana and peanut butter inside your your um, French toast. Oh my gosh! And raisin French toast, you said, Doug, with chocolate milk instead of white milk. Yep. And oh. there's and there's still eggs in this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you make it just like French toast, but instead of the white milk, you substitute the chocolate milk. Okay. That, how did you discover that? Was this at something you did at 3 a.m. when you got home and were, were you were trying to figure out something to eat after uh, a night out with friends? Just a breakfast thing, and it's like uh, all the nice things in your kitchen. Just put them all together. <laughs> Love it, Doug. Thanks, partner. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that with us. That is super creative, Doug. Thank you for that. <laughs> Good for you, man. I was I was writing it all down. I might I'm just have to try it one day. Tony is at 204-780-6868. Hey, Tony, what do you say? Hey, how are you? Doing well, Tony. What do you think about grilled cheese? Well, that last comment, that sounds a delicious dessert, and I'm going to try that. But I've got one. We call it the HD grilled cheese. And you use two Texas-style rye bread with garlic butter on top, and that's how you toast it. It's like garlic toast. Ooh. You put chipotle, chipotle mayonnaise, and you mix mayonnaise with a little bit of chipotle paste, fried onions, mozzarella, cheddar, and a little bit of Mexi cheddar mix. Then you use candied bacon, so that's bacon grilled with a little bit of pepper and brown sugar. Okay. Tomatoes, and there's your HD oh grilled cheese. Gosh. We call it the Heights definition. No kidding. Tony, you are... That sounds delightful. Oh, you're a connoisseur yeah. and, a, and a chef all at once. That's beautiful, man. Thank yeah. you. Thank you very much. you got to try it. It's at the Heights right now. I love it. Oh, at the Heights. If you, uh, by the way, if you're listening to that and you think, oh, those sounded really good, but I, I'm i driving, I, how am I supposed to remember that? Just go either to cjob.com. You can check the audio vault and you can listen back and jot those down. Or While you're you can, making it. Yes, or you can subscribe to the Mackling and McGarry podcast on iTunes and Google Play. I'll have today's show up by 4.30-ish, maybe 4.45. Uh, well, yeah, let's go with four 4.30-ish, meaning, you know, we'll use our normal rules mm, yeah. as, like, our contesting rules. It's yeah. supposed to be a 2.15. Everything's ish. Yeah, ish. Everything's so probably ish. a little bit later than sooner. One of the things that I like to do, and this is certainly not as elaborate as what Tony or Doug had to say, but uh, you, when you first put the sandwich into the pan, you sprinkle some cheese on top of the the layer that's exposed, mm-hmm. and then you let that melt just a little bit. And then you flip that over, 
so that the cheese caramelizes. Yes. And then you put more cheese on the now freshly exposed layer, and then you flip that over, so you've got a, a layer of caramelized cheese on either side. Well, I admit to this. When I worked at Earl's, we used to have something called Parmesan cheese wafers. We'd put them on just one sandwich. And so it was shredded Parmesan cheese, put it on the flat grill, okay. and that would crisp up, and you'd bite, oh, so good. Well, every once in a while, you know, the cheese will overflow outside the grilled cheese and you'll get that kind of hanger on. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah. Now, forget that, man. Just like the burnt potato chips are my favorite. And if I ever started a potato chip company, they'll be all burnt. I take the cheese, I shred it, and I put it on the flat grill and I let it cook up until it crisps up. And I make my own cheddar cheese crisps. Oh, they're to die for. Oh, so try good. that. Do you dip in ketchup? The grilled cheese. Well, you know what? Let's continue this in a moment. Uh, two f- because we have to check the forecast. Okay, we'll do that. 204-780-6868 is the number to call. And we have somebody on the line. Jennifer, hold the line, Jennifer. We do need to check the forecast, and we will get to you first thing. Up next. How many times do you read the weather every day? Forgot the at 680. CJOB. That's okay. <laughs> that happens, I guess, sometimes. <laughs> it's National Grilled Cheese Day. Yes, that's right. It's a national day for grilled cheese, and we are talking about grilled cheese sandwiches. We've already had some amazing suggestions for how to spice up your grilled cheese sandwiches. Jennifer has been waiting patiently at 204-780-6868. Hey, Jennifer, what do you have to say about grilled cheese? Well, whatever else you put in a grilled cheese sandwich, you cannot have a proper grilled cheese sandwich without bread and butter pickles. Bread and butter pickles? Nope. Yeah. Nope. What do you, you mean know, bread like and that? what do you mean bread and butter pickles? Well, that's a, a kind of it's a, just a sweet pickle. They're flat. They're they're just you know they're just flat slices of cucumber. They're pickles. Pickles. Oh, just sliced pickles. Sliced pickles. Yeah, I I make my I make my own uh, bread and butter pickles, and I I like those best. But that that just adds a nice little taste to them. You know what, Jennifer? I like the idea. I I like I do like pickles. Greg, you're yeah. not a pickle guy? Sorry, Jennifer. Yeah. I love the sound of your suggestion. If yeah, I like pickles. One other thing is very closely related to this a pancake. You pour your pancake mix, just a, a, a thin layer of it on. And when tomatoes are in season, a nice round slice of tomato, and then you pour the batter on top, and you have a, a pancake sandwich with a fresh tomato in the center. Jennifer, you're ingenious. Wow. My kids will love that one. Thank you so much. I don't agree on the pickle one, the tomato pancake. I've heard of bacon pancakes. Now we're talking about tomato pancakes. Thank you, Jennifer. Bacon and tomato. <laughs> bacon and tomato. It Jennifer, just love gets it. better. Thank you so much for that. I want to read this text here from Lee at 204-780-6868. With all the trouble in the world today, from time to time, it's great to take a break from the issues that surround us. Shoelaces, bananas, grilled cheese, sandwiches, all entertaining topics. Lee, thank you for that. That's what we try to do here on Mackling and McGarry and on 680 CJOB. Yes, there are a lot of serious, important things that need to be discussed but sometimes it's fun to just sit around and have a chat as we do in our normal everyday lives. We don't always talk about taxes or budgets. We like to sometimes just shoot the breeze about grilled cheese. You're a poet, didn't even know it. 
No, you did. You uh, planned no, that. that. Totally I saw you planned. writing that down. Oh, come on. <laughs> no, that was freestyle. That was great. That was awesome, man. I was writing down Doug's, uh, his recipe. You and- were. And Bob said your collar improved on Elvis Presley. He loved grilled peanut butter and banana sandwiches. That's why his white jumpsuits were a little snug near the end. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with Roger at 204-780-6868. What do you have to say about grilled cheese, Roger? Talk about coincidences. Uh, somebody just posted on Facebook um, a grilled uh, grilled pizza. Grilled pizza. Yeah. You know what? I've had uh, pizza on a barbecue. It's sensational. Yeah. Basically, they put marinara sauce, um, uh, pizza slices. I mean, uh, pepperoni slices, um, mozzarella cheese. Basil, and then you put on the uh, on the frying pan. They just post yesterday on so my Facebook page. Is this on bread? It. It's on bread. Oh, okay, yeah. It's yep. on bread. It's Ro- on bread. Roger, thank you very much. Roger, yeah, thanks for that, Roger. I've actually I've made a similar sandwich to that. It is it is quite uh, delicious. Kevin is at two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight. Hey, Kevin, what do you say? Well, first thing you said, who doesn't like grilled cheese sandwiches? Well, people that are lactose intolerant. Oh, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> we try not to disclude anyone, but I guess it's unavoidable in this case. Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> not a problem. You guys are awesome. The first thing with this grilled cheese thing, a grilled cheese sandwich is a grilled cheese sandwich. There's no bacon. There's no nothing else. You're looking for a grilled cheese. That's a grilled cheese. When you start putting other things into it, that becomes a conglomeration of your own. A Which conglomeration. Awesome. <laughs> yes. Well, you're conglomerating things and putting them together, yeah, right? Yeah, you're discombobulating yeah. the world, man, oh and you're making gosh. a creation. Thank you. But the thing is, is gentlemen, and every and the thousands of people that are listening right now, watch the movie Chef with John Favreau. John Leguizamo's in it, but when he's making this grilled cheese sandwich, when when he's done and you look at it, it's all golden. You hear that crunch, you see that cheese. Mm-hmm. Every time you see that 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 uh, on that movie, watch that movie. That's a grilled cheese. Thanks, Gentlemen, Kevin. You will be just blown apart. Appreciate watch it, Kevin. It, you'll see it. And you'll know how to make it. Right on, man. Thank you for the call. Thank you for the suggestion. Uh, And we did get clarification from Jason, who said Mm -hmm. you've got to replace the cheese with the peanut butter. And we had another text saying, you know what? Yeah, warm peanut butter is delicious. So uh, thank you for it. It was Tim who said warm peanut butter is awesome. So thanks to everyone for your suggestions, for your feedback on National Grilled Cheese Day. I think I know what I'm having for supper tonight. We had it the other night and might have to get back in the room rotation a little bit quicker than it usually does. Uh, Brett, just before we go on this hour, I know you're going to hop in the news booth and give us the news at three and the story about uh, cameras and Lord Selkirk School Division installing cameras to catch dangerous drivers mm. disobeying school buses. This from a texter. I was on Portage Avenue school bus on a curb lane stopped. Sign came out. All the lanes stopped except for another school bus, Portage and Ferry Road. 257. Global News at 3 o'clock is up next. Uh, it is 3.07 on a gorgeous afternoon in southern Manitoba. Have your ha- hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you're tuning in. And of course, for a lot of people, hockey season is wrapped up. For some, spring hockey is just around the corner. But for others, hockey is just really a dream because 
The cost of equipment is going up every single year. There's a certain number of people in our country that get shut out of playing certain sports, and hockey might be right at the top of the list. We're joined now by Evan Kosner. He is the founder of something called Skate to Great. He joins us in studio, and Evan, your energy is absolutely infectious, so I'm going to try and say as little as possible, let you have the microphone for as long as we can. What is Skate to Great? Well, Skate to Great, first of all, thank you for having me. Um, And Skate to Great, was a concept at first four years ago that every kid in Canada should have the right to go skating. Um, Fairly simple concept. And then also the thought that lots of people have skates or helmets or sticks in their basement. Um, Those dreams. It's it's funny to think about it because every pair of skates that we get donated was somebody's dreams that went right out the door. And uh, what we thought was what better way, especially now with, with spring cleaning, to find that old stuff in your basement, or if not that, uh, if you've got people around you, your friends and family, you don't know who's hoarding skates in their basement, uh, to use the hashtag donate skates and tell people to donate them. And we're collecting them all across Canada. Uh, first and foremost, we're uh, working with Big Brothers, Big Sisters in Winnipeg right now. We're aiming for 500 pairs of skates. Someone asked me, how many skates are you looking for? And the correct answer is as many as possible. And uh, we are looking for your old skates and to donate them for our drive right now until uh, May 31st. Uh, we're collecting them primarily over at uh, the FedEx ship station over on Sargent Avenue. It's 1950 Sargent Avenue during regular business hours. So you can drop them off anytime. They'd love to see you. And uh, we're asking you for your old skates and also for organizations that, that need them. If there's community programs, schools, um, charities, we do a lot of work with First Nation Reserves and uh, collect them. And that, that's what we're about. And it's not just hockey skates. You're looking for figure skates as well. In fact... <laughs> You, you know, collaborated with a figure skater at the beginning of this. Correct. So this whole thing came about this uh, idea that I didn't know if it would work out or not uh, with Caitlin Weaver. She's a our Canadian. uh, She's a Canadian Olympian, and she's. Uh, one of our top uh, figure skaters. It's her birthday today, and I, I don't believe she's uh, within ears reach, but nevertheless, happy birthday to Caitlin. Absolutely. And uh, we were chatting, and we were thinking it's crazy that certain kids wouldn't have that opportunity in Canada, and what could we do about it? And we said it would be great. We saw lots of programs. There's programs all across the country, like uh, Courage Canada works with blind and visually impaired kids. We've got Heroes Hockey with uh, at-risk youth. And uh, obviously big brothers, big sisters, schools, all these different places, and kids grow. You want to have a bank of skates where you can, and and different programs, and every program's unique. So we went out and we looked out for great corporate supporters as well, that if everyone pitched in what they did, be it like Storage Mart uh, provides us with storage, obviously FedEx helps us ship different sizes across the country, all these different guys uh, across the country to, to help support what they do. We don't really need to ask much of people. All these charities are asking for money all the time. We don't want that. We want your your skates that are in decent condition, uh, sticks and your helmets. I was sharing a little bit while you were at commercial. Um, just about, we get about 10 jock straps a year, flat out. <laughs> and uh, our volunteers do not appreciate them. We, we, we appreciate uh, the fact some people just throw in their old hockey bags, but we, we want to make sure that we get good stuff for kids. So... Uh, that's what we're primarily looking for. Brett, if you look at those statistics and you see how Winnipeg does versus the rest of the country since 2012 in the Winnipeg area, 
Skate to Great has collected over 4,000 pairs of skates. 25,000 across the country. We are doing special stuff in this town, my friend. I, I was over at the FedEx ship station today, and we couldn't... I heard... Because I, I come here for to help speak about uh, the charity, but I never... Uh, sort of come back necessarily. We have other people who volunteer and do that stuff. And the amount of skates uh, Winnipeggers brought together last time is just remarkable. And we're hoping to do it again. I can't stress enough. Sometimes it's not you who has those skates. Uh, sometimes it's someone who you might know. And if you just do a simple uh, Facebook share, Instagram, Twitter, whatever it is, uh, there was one person who told another person who told the arena. And in Oakville of Ontario, outside of the suburbs of Toronto, they got 2,000 skates over the past two years. It's like a, about 1,000 pairs of skates a year they, they aim to collect, and they did it, and it goes to, to kids in need. It's uh, kids who've got economic-related uh, barriers uh, or kids who have a physical disability or you know First Nations reserves. Things We want to make sure any kid who wants to skate gets to skate, and we try and be lenient as possible that if you know you're donating them, they're going somewhere good, and um, that's sort of our criteria, we, you know. Does it have to be ice skates? Right now, yes. I know we're, you know, who knows what happens in the future. I know Southern California, if we ever go to the U.S., is more about skateboarding. Um, but we do ask right now for, for hockey and figure skates. Like, that's what I, we've I guess limited what I, to. I meant specifically like rollerblades. Yes, um, we at this point do not collect rollerblades. Okay. If someone, if you would like to start it with me, we could definitely go down that path. I know somebody uh, that could uh, use the help on that. We've got a friend of ours who just opened up an indoor uh, roller hockey, the Roller Hockey Association here in Manitoba. So hand in hand with the skates go helmets now because you can't find a public sheet of ice anywhere that will allow you under 18 years of age to get on the ice without a helmet on your head. Correct. And we we had a corporate donor this year who donated almost 9,000 pairs of skates. So that, that definitely, sorry, 9,000 helmets rather. Um, but any sort of helmet, they do have expiry dates. So if you can look at them, we can sanitize them. That's okay. Leave it to us. Um, we don't want kids with lice going out onto the onto the ice on a regular basis, but we we want to make sure that um, kids are safe when they go out there. And if you've got an old helmet in, in great uh, shape, or if you want to raise some funds for our helmet fund, uh, that's another option. We've got if you text skate to four ten ten, I think you can do a five or ten dollar donation too. It's something we created. So if you're if you're feeling charitable right now and can do that for our helmet fund, we we appreciate it. With skate to four ten ten, but um, seeing the kids on the ice for the first time, it's it's very rewarding. It's one thing to talk about it right now and to be in your car and hear about it, um, but it, it's a whole different thing. Uh, to be able to see kids who are visually impaired racing. Or we had autistic kids at their school who were taping rulers onto their shoes because they were so excited to go skating for the first time. We, it's just remarkable, the stuff. And what I find is that kids get to be kids on the ice. It's not They no longer have a disability. There's no economic barriers. They, they're kids skating, and that's what's important to me, and uh, that's why I'm so passionate about it. Evan Kozener is the Skate to Great co-founder. The drive is on until May 31st. FedEx Canada collecting skates at its Winnipeg location on Sargent Avenue, 1950 Sargent Avenue. We'll tell you more about this great initiative after traffic and weather, which are up next. 
Evan Kozner is in studio with us. We're talking about Skate to Great. He's the co-founder, and let me tell you, he was telling us a story about his first event back in Toronto, back, I guess it was in 2012, Evan, at City Hall down in Toronto. And you had a grand total of how many skates donated at that first event? A whopping zero. <laughs> I, I got. I, we didn't think this one through. I'm thinking we're inviting the media out. It's the, the first time, and we're in Toronto City Hall with this mini rink that I, I made in my backyard with my uh, with my parents, actually, funny enough, and some friends. And uh, the idea was to fill this mini rink. And it is cold. It, I don't know if you've been to Toronto City Hall, and please don't hold my Toronto roots against me. But Not in any way. Uh, it is, I, I'm sure I've experienced the, the wind chill out here as well, but it, it was windy. And I thought maybe this was the worst idea I'd ever come up with. And we had all these locations open uh, the week following. And in the in the region, we collected like 600 pairs of skates just because people heard about us and they didn't want to freeze and come to the city hall, but they donated them at those locations. So, um, you know, having having a great team and having great people um, and great Canadians, that's what makes skate to great skate to great. Right. So you have you're on a bit of a whirlwind right now because you're you're from Toronto. You're here in Winnipeg until the drive is on until May 31st, but you're in the city until tomorrow. And then where are you off to after that? Uh, we started off in Vancouver. I, I we saw Dave Babish uh, and we're uh, then went to Montreal. We went to Toronto and we are obviously now here going to Calgary, Edmonton, Ottawa, and Halifax. So if you've got friends and family in other regions. Um, it's a national initiative, different local organizations where we keep those skates in the local region wherever possible. So there's a great uh, Facebook uh, community, facebook.com forward slash skate to great forward slash skate to great. And then also you can go to the website skate to great.org and you can get all the different information there about this fantastic organization. Evan has co-founded Evan Kosner joining us today, launching in Winnipeg straight through until May at 1950. Sergeant Abbey is May 31st, Evan. It's May the 31st. You got your time, but don't wait out to the last moment. Yeah, you know? no, no, no. We're last minute people here, but do it now. You're doing your spring cleaning now. 1950, 1950, Sergeant Avenue that's the FedEx Depot here in Winnipeg used uh, hockey equipment helmets skates skates and more skates figure skates and uh, they'll be donated to those that wouldn't otherwise get an opportunity to uh, do something as Canadian as it gets yes correct and just we have 30 seconds left so uh-huh. helmets uh, sticks skates what about pads we try and steer away from them. Oftentimes, you know, as things go, they they aren't the the greatest. We want to keep it to those uh, main few things: uh, the skates, the helmets, and the sticks. Uh, and then uh, I just can't stress it enough. Tell your friends, please, because even if you don't have them, using that donate skates uh, hashtag it means the world to us. And uh, Hopefully, every kid in Canada will have that right to go skating. Looking for 500 pairs of skates by May 31st. The drive has begun today. Again, you can drop off and make your donation with the skates at FedEx Express Canada at 1950 Sergeant. Evan Kozner, Skate to Great co-founder, thank you for joining us Thank you guys for having me. The hashtag, once again, donate skates. 322, traffic, weather, sports, all up next. We had a fantastic conversation about Grilled Cheese Day. It's also We All Have Ability Day in support of SMD, Society of Manitobans with Disabilities. And I'm looking at a picture right now that's been tweeted out by our colleague at Global Sports, Mitch Rossett. Picture of Kelly Moore has got his head down 
And uh, Mitch describes Kelly as a smoothie-slinging machine. What is going on? Where are you at, Kelly Moore? Oh, I'll tell you what, uh, guys. We uh, are, are at the uh, Booster Juice, uh, 1440 Yellow. So if you're coming up St. James, we are at the intersection, uh, and you would turn right or eastbound right in there. And I'll tell you, this is one hopping place. <laughs> I have never worked so hard in my life since I think Brett McGarry no, no, he helped me move. Never mind. <laughs> I know that there are cocoa crushes. I know there are mango hers. I know there are berry berries. I know that, heaven forbid, if you put strawberry sorbet instead of vanilla yogurt, you're in trouble. Oh, well, at least you're learning on the fly, Kelly. That's good to know. <laughs> yeah. You know, and the thing is, I'll tell you what's amazing is those young ladies that we were working with, they, 3 o'clock came around and they said, you guys are done at 3. And then you got, it's, th- it's 5 after 3. You guys are done. So we kind of got the hint that uh, uh, we'd bug them enough. But, uh, no, great hosts, guys, and as you mentioned, for an absolutely fantastic cause for the SMD Foundation and Easter Seals. And so today uh, on We All Have Ability Day, $1 from every Booster Juice smoothie sold throughout Winnipeg, not just the location we're at, guys, but throughout Winnipeg, is going to be donated uh, to this great foundation in the Easter Seals, Manitoba, that, uh, you know, the services, I think you guys had someone on yesterday, if I wasn't mistaken, and more than 47,000 children, youth, adults with disabilities are serviced by these access. So it's, it's a fantastic thing to be a part of. Kelly, I, it's hard to imagine the words coming from your mouth. I have never worked or haven't worked this hard since because I think you're the hardest working person in all of Winnipeg Radio. <laughs> well, I I appreciate that, but I'll tell you, I was getting pushed and pushed hard. And, and here's the thing, guys. I can't remember the manager's name, but I said, it's okay if you yell at me. She says, no, nah, you're a little on the old side, so I'll take it easy on you. <laughs> Ageism alive and well at, at Booster Juice. That's good to hear. Yeah. I love it. I said, forget it. Treat me like a kid, please. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Kelly, we get out in the community to to do a lot of great things and, and interact with our listeners and people that maybe have never listened to the program, any of our programs before, but you make a connection. I suspect you made some connections today. You know, I honestly did not, and this is the honest to God's truth, guys. Uh, I had a chance to meet with a couple of people, but that hour absolutely flew by. I'll tell you, that location, they are smoking busy. Wow. And, uh, you know, probably some of it, I would like to think, has to do with, uh, you know, helping to donate to a good cause today. But the, the thing I noticed is there's a lot of regular clientele that are there. Uh, you know, the, the, the girls know exactly what they're going to have the minute they step up to the till. So, yeah, it's a, it's a really, really neat atmosphere. And uh, good on Booster Juice for getting involved in this. You can, you can just tell by the way that they handle their customers uh, that they're, uh, they're a pretty community-minded business. Well, Kelly, it's good to know you have something to fall back on now. Uh, you know what? I think I might even do better on the golf course than I do. Hang on for a second. That's two scoops of vanilla yogurt, <laughs> one half strawberry sorbet, and a peach mat. Sorry, guys. I've got to go. <laughs> okay, Kelly. Thanks, Kelly. <laughs> Thank you very much, Mr. <laughs> Kelly Moore at Booster Juice on Ellis. And thanks to everybody who has uh, participated today in support of this great initiative. How great was it to get out last Thursday? We went to MPI when they unveiled their, their virtual reality experience in order to get the message out to the community 
community about impaired driving, distracted driving, and drugged driving. And you meet students and you interact with people outside of the building. We get a little bit into our cocoon here. We try to be in, in touch with what's going on in the community as much as possible, but nothing beats getting out in the community itself. Indeed, it's uh, it was nice to get out. I, in particular, <clears throat> always sort of like to, to stay here, <laughs> but it is nice to get out and meet people and see what's going on. Just want to quickly read this text here before we venture into traffic and weather. And I'm sorry if I'm superseding whatever you may have planned for this moment there, Greg, but Quinn says, this is about something, the important topic we were discussing earlier, uh, National Grilled Cheese Day. Mm-hmm. Quinn says, guys... <laughs> There definitely are limitations to a grilled cheese. You cannot use the fake craft cheese slices or cheese whiz for that matter. You have to use original slices of cheese cut yourself. But you could put anything in a grilled cheese sandwich and it would be an amazing grilled cheese sandwich. But you do need ketchup for dipping. First saw that in Jim Carrey's movie Bruce Almighty. Had to try it. Thought it would be the grossest thing ever. Now I cannot eat a grilled cheese sandwich without... Quinn, thank you for that. I'm a, ketchup, tried, I'm a ketchup dipper. I might have to try it. I don't. I never used to dip fries in ketchup, for example. But now every time I go to Wendy's, I do it there because they have their self serve things where you can fill as many cups as you want. So I've sort of taken to it there. You know what I do with the ketchup because I love pe- pepper on my French fries. I don't do salt. I do vinegar sometimes. But if I'm doing ketchup, I will take pa- packets of pepper and put the pepper in the ketchup. Okay. And then when you dip your fry, you get ketchup and pepper. Mm, mm, mm. It's, oh, that's it's, interesting. It's delicious. We had a suggestion here instead of ketchup, barbecue sauce, chipotle salsa, I've seen, uh, to dip your grilled cheese in syrup. Supposedly syrup? very good. Yes. What kind of syrup? Uh, maple syrup if you're a good Canadian boy. Well, it could be just or butter gal. syrup. Mm, yeah. I don't. I prefer that that kind of syrup on my pancakes as opposed to maple I do syrup. Too. <laughs> so neither of us are good Canadians. No, we're gonna get. We're getting kicked out. Don't tell anyone. We we better take a break. It's three forty five. Traffic weather. Our last next. segment ever coming up. National Hockey League playoffs get underway tonight. Of course, the Jets not participating. That's not news to anyone. Uh, five games tonight. New York Rangers at Montreal. Boston at Ottawa. Columbus at Pittsburgh. That's going to be a fantastic series. St. Louis visits Minnesota. And then for the first time in 11 years, the Edmonton Oilers will participate in a National Hockey League playoff game. That at home against San Jose. And just a warning here. This hasn't come across any of our news wires or from Environment Canada or or even from our ufologist uh, friend Chris Rutowski, we have to be cautious tomorrow around 6 o'clock tomorrow evening. You may want to be tethered to something heavy because the center of the universe will stand still <laughs> and we may all fly off planet Earth. It's true. As the Toronto Maple Police will. They may need the army. We may need something. So Toronto Maple Police tomorrow at the Washington Capitals, Nashville, Chicago, Calgary at Anaheim tomorrow night. That's uh, the first round's the best, right, Rich? It is. First round is always the best and you'll be up late. We'll all be up late. Yeah, without question, five games tonight. I'm going to have to jockey some equipment, some technology <laughs> into a single room tonight.
What have you got planned at four o'clock for us, Julie Buckingham? Well, I, I'm still fresh off of my yeah, uh, you look great booster juicing. Yeah, I heard Kelly Moore. I sounds like I trained him well. Oh, oh, you're going to take credit? <laughs> well, see, she always tries to take credit for other people's. I did train success. him. I did train him <laughs> yeah, oh. on scooping the sorbet. Mm-hmm. Okay, it was a fun assignment to be on. Uh, excellent. Did you bring any? Back for the yeah, for, for myself. herself for herself. You see, yeah, see that's how that pretty much down? how it works. Mm-hmm. I could, went. You, I you could have texted. Why? Okay. Volunteer next time, what y'all. Sort, what sort of what sort of work have you done today? Oh, that. Uh, well, we'll talk school buses, of course. Um, Manitoba Lime is going to join us again. We know that those wood ticks have been spotted already, and there's two moms that are in Ottawa. Not from this local group, but from a national organization who both suffer from Lyme disease. And they are delivering a big petition on Parliament Hill. And they want a meeting with the health minister to raise more awareness of just how devastating this this disease can have on people's lives. I actually got an email from our veterinarian on, I think it was Monday, reminding people to get your dogs. Oh, national yes. Pet Day yesterday to get... Uh, you know, the collars and the shots and everything for those ticks. This is Pink T-Shirt Day. We're going to speak with an assistant superintendent who was also a teacher and a principal on the right and the wrong ways to handle the situation if you suspect or you know that your child is being bullied in dealing with the school system. That's after the 4.30 News and several other stories coming up. Well, 13 Reasons Why is a phenomenon on Netflix that was released March 31st, and it chronicles the suicide of a 17-year-old and uh, 13 episodes right now. It is absolutely blowing up Netflix. Tomorrow we'll have a conversation with uh, someone from Great Britain who says that, you know, this can be a good thing, this program. It can also be a bad thing. So we wanted to do that today but couldn't connect with uh, Naya Shaw until tomorrow, and we'll talk about that because I think it's um, something that absolutely needs to be discussed. All right, sounds good. Okay, that's it. You guys are well, going to... Okay, can, I can give you more, but... No, no, it's great. Okay. You guys want to leave early? You can leave early. Anyway, oh, by the way, before you do that, outstanding work yesterday on the budget coverage uh, a, a pivotal time in our province's history pipes are a little sore today you uh you were a hard-working guy for the last uh, 48 hours you or more the, richard you so drew thank the you. best assignment yesterday well, that's at boston drink beer pizza. at boston of pizza course. Yeah, so you did you bring pizza for the rest of us? Yeah, but it, I I ate it at home last night. Uh-huh, it, didn't, it, uh-huh. it made it home, but it didn't right. make it here. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I, I just wanted to give you guys play. a... Ask, uh, ask right. McGarry what he ate last night. Uh, I, I had a burger from, that Rich brought back, and oh. then I went home and ate a salad. Just saying. Not very exciting. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> just, oh, that, but that Rich brought back. Just saying. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Very good. Yeah, I he, think he, that's what he was trying to, he was looking for a pat on the back there. Well, I, I, I appreciate it. I thanked him yesterday. I gave him a thumbs up. Where was the burger from? Julie, Julie actually brought it to me, so it was a team effort from the news. Outstanding. Julie brought it over to my desk. <laughs> just saying. And, and Richard, uh, well, see, now he's, now he's looking for the approval, though. So I don't yeah, know. it kind of ruined it, right? Yeah. It's like the guys that used to work for me when they'd be sitting around waiting for the buy rich when they were waiting for the free beer on a Friday night and then they would start pouring it for themselves with the expectations like, that's it, guys. Sorry. No more free beer <laughs> because I give you beer when you've worked hard and uh, it's a thank you for your hard work. So I'll thank you for, for yours today and yesterday. <laughs> but I have no beer to give. Oh, well, that's a, that's no fun. Jeff Forte and Master Control, thank you very much. Always making things fun. 
Greg Mackling. I am Brett McGarry. Thank you to all of you who responded today to our various topics, uh, the variety of topics indeed, stemming ranging from tuition, rebates and the budget being removed, to National Grilled Cheese Day and how to tie your shoelaces properly. It is 3.54. <laughs> the news is up next.